0: Hello, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. As we do almost every Friday, every Wednesday, we have Mike Renner on from Pro Football Focus. Mike, what's going on with you?
1: Not much. Just excited for this uh, championship week.
0: Yeah, it should be good ones. I mean, I I did not see the Jags win coming, I got to say that. I thought the, and the Patriots' blowout win. It was wild. It really was. And, you know, being in Pittsburgh, I've talked it to death. Um we weren't able to hook up last week because you had some internet connections, but I was really excited to talk to you about something you were working on a week ago, which is still really relevant. And it seems like a million years ago, but in the wild card round, the Bills, the Rams, the Panthers, and the Chiefs were all eliminated. And you were doing a bunch of good work on where those teams are Who's set up to be to stay in contention or to step it up or who could fall from grace? And let's just kind of chat about that for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it was interesting
1: because, you know, only one of those teams had made the playoffs the year prior, uh, True. the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, but when I went through and looked at it, I think they're the ones heading in the worst direction of the three, to be honest. I, I think the Chiefs this offseason is going to be a huge one just because they really haven't added a ton of depth on that roster. I think that's where they got themselves the most in trouble this season is just those mid round picks have not been turning into competent starters for them. Now, they've hit on some high guys like Chris Jones, Marcus Peters in recent years, but that sort of, you know, depth that championship caliber teams have, they didn't have. And we saw that, you know, when they had a handful of injuries on the defense side of the ball, they just couldn't replace them. So the chiefs really have some question marks going forward. Obviously Alex Smith, what they're going to do with him, with his contract being over the cap next year like they are, they might have to deal him, have to cut them. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I think they were in the worst spot. I had the Rams in the best spot. The way that roster is going looks good. Now they have some key free agents hitting the market, Tremaine Johnson among them, but they got a ton of cap space. That's a team that this just felt like the tip of the iceberg uh, for them. I, I thought they had a good chance to win that game against Falcons. I obviously didn't, but I think this team is set up to, the next handful of years if they can just re-sign Aaron Donald or extend him at some point uh he's still in a contract for next year but they can get him locked up that's a team that's uh that's going to compete for a
0: while in the NFC so you kind of looked at this this is how I would have done it I'm just kind of guessing that's how you did it as well was if all four of these teams offered, offered you their GM job how would you rank them and who's in the best shape to win going yes. forward yeah. you know that type of way so mm-hmm. let's stick with KC here for a minute like I think you mentioned this, that they're, they are pretty cap-stricken. I mean, that was a big reason they traded Jeremy Macklin, which seems like a million years ago. I mean, that they just needed some cap room. Um, I very much believe that Cleveland, Jacksonville, five other teams will offer Kansas City a second-round pick for Alex Smith, and they'll say yes.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that almost has to happen at this point. Like with what you mentioned, they are literally over the cap right now, and he carries a 20 million dollar cap figure next year. Uh, just they just need some cap relief in some way, shape, or form. Trading him would give them a little. So, and with Patrick Mahomes, you didn't you didn't draft him to sit on the bench for two to three years. Now, Alex Smith obviously had a career year, was far exceeded the expectations he had set up to this point, but you just you, didn't, you like you have to move on from them at this point. It is just they are is not in the future plan. So I think whatever they can get back from them, they probably will get. Like you said, a second round or something back from them. They just have to take it.
0: Yeah, and you know, like you said, I mean, kind of going away from a guy playing his best doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you maybe you know a year ago you got a third round pick. This year you get a second round pick. You know, like you're going to get more in return for him right now. I always go back to the Browns. It if I was the Browns and I couldn't land Kirk cousins, I would give you the first pick in the second round for Alex Smith, even though I'm overpaying and I'd still draft Sam Darnold and maybe my quarterback situation's done.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's crazy for the Browns at the same time. He is, you know, Alex Smith is in his mid thirties. You don't know how long this is going to last for him. You are trading a second rounder for a guy who's under contract for one more year. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't hate it though. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I thought it was crazy that they didn't get in on the Jimmy G trade because their strategy with all those picks should have just been keep throwing darts of you know take as many chances as you possibly can at the quarterback position until you hit one. And so uh, I, I do think just doing anything this offseason is better than uh, obviously what they've had.
0: <laughs> right. Do you agree though that Kansas City's roster as it stands right this second? is better than Buffalo's?
1: Oh, yeah, I I do think so. Uh, The the thing is, they just seem old. They seem like they've gotten old at a handful of positions. Justin Houston, uh, Eric Barry, Derek Johnson on defense, those guys aren't getting better at this point in their careers. It's it's, a question if Barry ever gets back to his form after tearing his Achilles. Derek Johnson, obviously, in his late 30s, may not even be a lock to come back next year. And Tom Baha Lee is at the end of his career. He didn't even play this season. He was terribly ineffective. He might be done. And they really haven't replaced those guys. You know, D Ford is not never developed into the the threat across from Houston that they thought he would be Uh, the inside linebackers outside of Derek Johnson. were not getting the job done. So the defense just doesn't have near the teeth. It once did. And it really couldn't offense was a lot better than it had been years past. It was a good enough offense that they could have won with the defense. Maybe they had a year ago, two years ago, but, Uh, defense just wasn't on that level this year
0: yeah I don't disagree at all and my last chiefs question are they old at the head coach position
1: I I still think Andy Reid's good uh what they did offensively that's his side of the ball was fantastic this year obviously when he he had when he gave up play calling duties it did improve so maybe that is the thing going forward maybe he doesn't call the plays but I do think you can do a lot worse. Maybe you could do better, but you could still do a lot, lot worse than Andy Reid, a head coach. Uh, I don't love the position they're in going forward from a roster perspective, but I'm not going to ditch Andy just now.
0: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, as you can imagine, I've heard this a hundred times this week. Should the Steelers move on from Mike Tomlin? He's not perfect. I mean, crazy too, yeah. right. I mean, it's insane. And who are you going to get? He's still like Andy. Exactly. Reed, he's one of the top five guys at his job in the world. I mean, He's not Belichick. You're right. But that. other than that, anyway, I'll, I'll get off that rant. But anyway, <laughs> I mentioned the Bills. And my hunch, you know, why you might like them more than Kansas City is they're young. They've got a lot of picks. They've got cap space. You know, they're in the middle of a rebuild, even though they went to the, the playoffs. But that quarterback position, there isn't an answer.
1: That's the biggest thing. Uh, there really isn't an answer. If you do stick with Tyrod, which – Looks like that, that's not that's foreground conclusion. It looks like they're not going to be sticking with Tyrod. Uh, you could run a run heavy offense, you know, you could run, you know, model your offense off to someone like Carolina or Seattle. You can go back to what they had uh, before Rick Dennison uh, and when they had, you know, Greg Roman running the offense. So I, I do think that you could have a competent offense with them, but yeah, they need to address quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if they use one of those two first round picks to, or though both those first round picks to try to jump up in the draft to snag one of them this year. They just have to have one. But the thing is, they have a ton of picks going forward. They have a good, they're in a good cap situation now. And so they have a talented young secondary, which that, to, have a, to have one of the top you know, five to ten secondaries in the NFL is going to make you a top five to ten defense in the NFL uh, you know, for the next handful of years. So it's a good start for them. But like you said, address the quarterback position, and then they can then, you, then come back and talk to me.
0: And I agree that they're well coached. You know, I mean, I think that mm-hmm. goes a long way, too. They'd be bright young guy. Last thing on them, I, I'm curious what style of quarterback they want. They inherited Taylor. They come from Newton. But they draft Peterman. You know, like, and they seem to love Peterman. And, I mean, I watch them a lot of pit, and I get, you know, the, the game manager aspect of it. But do they want Chad Pennington? Do they want a game? Do they want Alex Smith? Or do <laughs> they want... Russell Wilson Cam Newton, playmaker, run guy.
1: yeah, I have no clue uh, yeah. where they're going to go at the position. I, I think and I think at this point, they're willing to take anyone. I think that's why they drafted Peter It's just they're willing to go any style that upgrades <laughs> that that can throw the ball down the field, basically. Yeah. Uh, the, the the weird thing about it was the Kelvin Benjamin trade just made no sense with every other thing they did uh, this whole season was was sort of a rebuild, you know, Let's set ourselves up for the future. Let's not invest right now. then all of a sudden they splurge on Kelvin Benjamin for seemingly no reason. I I didn't get that one. So uh, I think they're a little flying by the seat of their pants right now offensively. But we'll see, uh, you know, what kind of moves they make in the draft this year.
0: My hunch was they just knew him from Carolina and couldn't believe he was so cheap and we need a receiver. I disagree. I don't think he's good, but maybe that's what their thoughts were. Um, I kind of put the horse ahead of Carter or whatever here. Was Buffalo third on your list? I just kind of assumed so. Yeah, Buffalo was third. Okay. Um, let's talk Panthers then. They must, they're must obviously second.
1: Yeah, they're second. I didn't expect them to be firing like Shula to be honest, when I wrote this. That was—that happened afterwards. Um, I still like what they have, obviously, defensively with Luke Keekly, with Shaq Thompson, with Thomas Davis. You have a linebacker core that good. Uh, you can do a lot of different things. Uh, and they have... Other difference makers you know on both sides of the ball in terms of uh, Kawan short and then Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, you know and a talented interior offensive line, I think there's a lot of pieces to build around. they just need they need more weapons offensively, and they could use Josh Norman back to be honest. they could use a playmaking corner in that secondary while I like Bradbury and Worley, I don't see them as you know ever being that being at the level that Josh Norman was a few years back with them so they need a few pieces, but there's a lot in place there.
0: I have to abort the mission here just for a quick second because I just got a message from my app, The Score, that the Steelers are not going to bring back Todd Haley. And I want to get your impressions on it real quick, but I'm just going to mention it because I've been talking about this for a million years. His numbers with Ben are phenomenal. I think he's saving Ben's career. I don't think, th- I think that's why Arians was out, was all the hits that the franchise quarterback was taking. Um, I do think there's a rift there between quarterback and coordinator. And Haley's contract was up after this season. Um, It does sound like Ben's going to be back for at least two more years, give or take, and is not talking retirement anymore. But I think Haley's very, very good at his job. And my one complaint is he gets cute too often, and usually it's third and one, fourth and one, near the goal line. Sometimes you just got to put the an extra offensive lineman, a fullback, and just pound the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate the move from Pittsburgh's perspective. Yeah. It almost not that Haley's bad or anything, but it was a, a sort of a situation where you, you needed to hit reset, almost like refresh that offense, get something new in there. Where it just didn't seem like they could consistently play to their talent level this season offensively. When you look up and down that offense, there, there's really probably only one spot you could say let's upgrade and that was at tight end pretty much every other position on that roster was good to elite in terms of you know running back uh, wide receiver number one so I I do think that they could just use like I said a refresh reset button and put something new in there to where that offense you know it just has the potential to be the best offense in the NFL and they weren't this season.
0: And my hunch is Randy Feetner, the quarterback coach, will get a bump. And he's kind of been due, and him and Ben love each other. And I don't necessarily think this is a bend over for your player type of move either. I think it has a lot to do with what you said. Yeah,
1: I, I do think it, you also, Ben Roethlisberger at this point, has earned the right to not say dictate personnel moves. But if he doesn't like the play calling, you know, you're going to be out as the offense coordinator.
0: All right, let's get back to these last two teams. I want to talk a little bit more about Panthers. And my, my note really on the Panthers is, yes, I mean, this is almost like the Tomlin-Reed conversation. It's great to have Cam Newton, but how far can he take you? I think he can only play a certain way. Yeah, he's probably one of the best dozen guys in the league at his job that's utmost important. And there's... 10 teams that would kill Dev Cam Newton for the last eight years. But if I'm having a draft from scratch, I don't think he's the guy I pick.
1: Now, and I, I really question where they've gone offensively, you know, going from Mike Shula to North Turner, North Turner is going to turn him into a pocket passer. He's never done any sort of, you know, if you want to say college, new option sort of concepts that's never been, he's just never done it. I'm not sure he's capable of it, but he just hasn't up to this point in his career as an offense coordinator in the NFL. And to get the most out of Cam Newton, I truly believe you have to go all in on that sort of, you know, on those sort of things because his legs are his biggest weapon. If he is just, you evaluate him as a pure passer. He's not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He's not a, he's maybe borderline top 15 at this point with his inaccuracy issues. So yeah, I do worry about where they're going offensively, and they better get a lot of talent around him at the wide receiver position if they're going to try to execute this offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, I'm glad you brought the Turner thing up because he seems like a Sam Bradford, Phillip Rivers, Troy Aikman coach to me. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, statuesque. Yeah, he just, the throwers. deep drops. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the downfield passing, that sort of thing. And now, I like Newton from a downfield passing perspective. That's where he excels, but at the same time, it's like, he does a lot of other things that aren't from a passing perspective that impact the way defenses play him. And if you're not going to take advantage of those, you're just not going to have success offensively.
0: I think if you ask Newton to quote, play left-handed you're crippling your team and yeah, maybe you extend his career, but so be it if he has a short career, I mean, go run into walls.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to, if you have a running quarterback, you just have to utilize that threat. You try to, you know, take away what a guy does best. You end up looking like Buffalo's offense this year. Uh, when they were, you know, a top 10 to 15 offense the last two years, they took away T- Tyrod Taylor as a running threat or as a, you know, a, a big part of that offense. And all of a sudden it just, it, nothing works.
0: Yeah. And a lot worked right for the Rams. And you talked about them before. I think it's pretty obvious of the Rams, Bills, Chiefs, Panthers. I would like to be in charge of the Rams. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty darn sold on Goff. I mean, he, he's not perfect, and he, I think he'll get better. But I'm awfully sold on the coach, on both sides of the ball, the star power, the ability to build. I mean, I think they'll attract free agents now. So let's wrap it up with your Ram thoughts.
1: Yeah, there's one –
0: the one thing, if I do have one
1: criticism about the Rams right now that I would worry me as a GM is that they have, you know, $20 million wrapped up in their linebacking core next year, and Alex Barron uh, – Mark Barron, excuse me, and uh, I do that you know, all the time too. For some reason, and Alec Ogletree, I <laughs> mixed the names up there. But that, and it legitimately, could upgrade at both those linebacker positions. And you got 20 million wrapped up in them, and you have 10 million wrapped up in Tavon Austin, three guys who are not impact players. That's never good, but that's again a short-term problem. Uh, and they do have enough cap space to address guys like Sammy Watkins, Strange Johnson, hitting free agency. So. Yeah, there's a lot to like. And going forward, I, I think they move past the wild card round next year and maybe uh, compete in the NFC a little more.
0: Now, the Austin situation is a nightmare, but such is life. They inherited it. How would you prioritize Watson versus, or Watkins versus Johnson, Truman? I, th-
1: I think you go cornerback at this point. They, yeah. they The way they utilized Watkins was a lot as a decoy, it was not as a true you know number one receiver like they utilized him in Buffalo. He was just one cog in a machine, it seemed like, and not, you know, the the engine driving it. So I do think that I, re- if I had to choose one of the two, I'd go with this corner.
0: And if you're sitting there in the first round and all things are pretty equal, what position are you looking at?
1: I might go another pass rusher to pair along with
0: Robert Quinn
1: mm-hmm. and Aaron Donald, just because if you can, just they really the guys outside of Aaron Donald this year did not have great years. So if you can put one more guy in that defensive line, it takes it from, you know, very good to scary, scary level. Yeah, so, right. yeah, if they can get someone there, I think that would be where I'd go.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. I mean, and I guess it depends, obviously, if Watkins were to leave or Trumaine were to leave, then that creates a hole mm-hmm. and you'd have to find a guy. And maybe throwing one more young offensive lineman in the mix wouldn't hurt. You know, Sullivan's up in age. Whitworth's not a young guy. And I also think because it's a very deep – the more draft prep I'm doing, it's a very deep running back draft that they're so girly dependent that maybe a third- or, or fourth-round pick on a talented young back might not be a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, it is a very deep class. And, yeah, third, fourth round, you can get a guy who could be a pretty good, pretty good impersonation of girlie in those rounds.
0: Yeah, I mean, just spell him or when he's out and those type of things. So, Mike, this was fun, as always. Um, maybe we'll talk about some of the other eliminated teams next week or whatever. doesn't matter. Whatever we talk about, it's always been a good time
1: for sure. Thanks for having me, Matt. All
0: right, but take
1: care.